Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. So what is happening in the property market right now? Well, today's video, we're going to focus on some of the top headlines and do a deep dive into them. So we're going to be looking at housing prices being more affordable than a year ago, according to the Halifax. We're also going to look at the student market and the way that that's affected as a result. Then we're going to look at more community-based feel so knowing your local areas keeping an eye on what's going on abreast of the situations and actually what's happening within the wider market including the epc changes that we are seeing that's what we're going to look at and then i'll give you some of my predictions so first things first the first thing i want to look at is and we're using the bbc as our source for this one housing more affordable than a year ago says the halifax well any of you who've listened to any of my previous videos will know that my thought process around this is we're, look, we're comparing apples and pears because what's happened during the last year plus ago is that we've had this mini boom, this completely bizarre economic market when it comes to the property world and we've seen overinflated property prices. But nonetheless, houses more affordable than a year ago and this to me says that we're seeing some slowing within the property market. As I've previously mentioned in previous predictions, I don't personally believe that there is going to be this halting crash within the property market, seeing it drop off a cliff like the 2007-2008 time. But what we are definitely seeing is a slowing versus the overinflated prices of a year ago. So does it really matter? Well, if you look at the data, there is officially still a deficit of properties in the UK in terms of building properties is not happening anywhere near enough this is going to you know has led to more changes within the relaxed planning and permitted development but we're still not meeting targets so therefore there is according to so what did we look at we looked at zoopla according to zoopla there is actually a reduction in the properties that are currently on the market so let me get the actual source not that i believe most of this if i'm very honest the figure that has been given to us by zoopla is that there is a seven percent drop in stocks for sale on the property market and this is compared to 2019 so you know my thoughts around this being overinflated but if we put that into some sort of perspective um there is a re currently a reduction in supply on the market and i think that's because people put their properties on the market when the challenge hits people aren't foreseeing these problems and i'm saying people in general this is normal homeowners as well as property investors you and i as educated property investors our plan is to try and see what's going to be happening within the market to plan ahead we've talked about fixing mortgage rates because of the interest rate changes that we're seeing and we'll touch upon those in the not too distant future but Demand has reduced 18% due to mortgage rates, according to Zoopla. So this is your average person. So if demand is dropping and we are not yet seeing the supply increase, but we are going to because challenges are happening for many people. We're seeing the knock-on effects of interest rate rises and many people have seen their mortgages going from low fixed rate to high variable rate and they can manage that for so long. More and more of them are going to come to the market. So more and more of those properties coming to the market creates huge opportunity for educated property investors, in my very humble opinion. Educated investors, so this is an opportunity for you to do some direct-to-vendor marketing because what we're seeing is a drop in the housing stock on the market 
But that doesn't mean that there aren't people with problems within their properties, whether it be nightmare tenants, whether it be interest rate increases affecting them negatively, reducing their cash flow, whether it be in that people are downsizing. So um, recently, Mark Homer, the co-founder of Progressive, did his mid-August review. And if you haven't watched that, we'll put some links down a little bit later on for you to have a little watch of that because you should be consuming this information regularly because things change so quickly within the economic market and within the property market. But one of the things that he did say was there is a massive demand right now in the one and two bedroom space, more so than the three and the four bedrooms. So what does that mean? That means that some of these downsizers, people who are empty nesters, people who are no longer needing to utilise as much space as they were previously, maybe looking to free up some capital, reduce down their mortgages and therefore moving down, scaling back within their property portfolios, whether that's rental properties or whether that is homeowners. So this, people you know, they shut the door after the horse has bolted. So quite often what you'll tend to find is, you know, there's people burying their heads in the sand or they don't realise it's a problem. When they do, that's when they hit the market. But I think we have this gap, this little interim period between people thinking, mm, you know, that property isn't working really well for me. Do I maybe want to sell? So this is a huge opportunity for you to be doing some more direct to vendor marketing, you know, letters, leaflets, kind of identifying the potential challenges and also highlighting the win-win situations that you can create as a property investor. Because as an educated property investor, you're going to have the opportunity to then um, be able to support people so that they're not facing nightmare problems. You know, they identify a problem and you can provide a solution. And I'm a big, big believer in these win-win situations when it comes to the property market. So if houses are more affordable than a year ago, the educated people are the ones who are winning in this instance because if you're in a position to be able to purchase those properties, if property prices are reducing and we are seeing that decline coming in we're going to see more of a supply coming to the, the property market based on all of those things we've previously talked about in videos like capital gains tax allowance reducing people are going to sell properties downsizing scaling back interest rate challenges so we're going to see an increase in supply of properties coming to the market couple that with reductions and less demand for these properties because the educated people are sticking in the market and those who were dabbling are taking a step back we're going to see continual declines in that property market in my humble opinion so i believe that now is a really really good time for you to start investing and that leads me on to the second headline or point that we are looking at which is all around student lets so record student levels add to a massive over demand in the lettings market, according to Property Industry Eye. So if we're seeing that there is a huge demand for student properties, you might think that you've missed the boat. You know, students are moving into their student accommodation, halls of residence, etc. Come September, we've missed the boat. However, and I, I inter did a great interview recently with one of our academy mentors, the fabulous Nick Thorpe, and we talked all around the student market. And one of the things that he was saying is that oftentimes people think they've missed the boat at this time of year, but we've got people going through clearing, so students going through clearing. So as I say, this is a massive opportunity for some direct to vendor marketing like leaflets, like advertising through letters direct to those properties you're seeing, kind of looking a little bit unkempt, unloved, or maybe looking like they're underutilized. Um, and the reason I believe that there is a massive opportunity for direct to vendor marketing is if you look at statistics, so I'm always going to refer to source, the EIG property auctions are saying that 81% of the country, so in the number of lots sold in 2022 and 2023 compared to 2018 and 19, 
42% saw an increase of over 30%. What does this mean? Auction properties are growing. Residential in particular held its own for a volume of sales. Latest newsletter has indicated residential market is dropping back in terms of lots sold. But 81% of those properties are auction sold properties. I believe that that's because auction is a fast purchase option, i.e. those people who are facing financial hardship, they're, you know, they buried their heads in the sand maybe, they may be facing repossession, they've got nightmare tenants, they've allowed it to continue and continue and continue. This is a last resort. So people are putting their properties into auctions. It's massively boosted auction properties. But what if you're educated enough to get in there first? I know that I've never bought at an auction. I bought pre-auction and post-auction. But what I do is I sell at auction. And what I tend to sell are the properties that are either problematic for me. I just want a fast sale to get rid of them. You know, they're not, you and I wouldn't buy them. And so if we're seeing that, there is definitely an interim in there. There's going to be a core contingent of those properties that you could create a win-win situation with the vendor with or maybe get in there before they're forced to sell at an auction for the fast sales. So huge, huge opportunities. Because there are quite a few um, points within this housing index that I'm going to touch upon. One of them is going to be around um, the average home right now. The average home cost is 6.7 times the average annual earnings of a full-time worker. Now, I have a few different viewpoints around this. Are you going to be able to get mortgages 6.7 times your annual salary? But what that does mean, in my opinion, because this is talking about individuals, isn't it? So this is talking about an individual salary. It's assuming one buyer within a house. If it's 6.7 times, if you've got two individuals, both with the average salary in the UK, if we look at average statistics, currently, according to Statista, 33,000 is the average salary in the UK. What that therefore means as an individual buyer, 6.7 times it, rough maths tells you that your mortgage allowance, your availability is 221,000. But... Halifax is saying that a typical house costs 285044 So what that therefore means is those couples or groups or people coming together are going to be able to buy properties. But what about the individual person? Massive opportunity for rent. They're being priced out currently. They can't currently buy their properties. So if we look, rent in London, 45 to 47% of a salary. But rent is more easily achievable than mortgages. Look at areas within the north or where I'm from, you're talking about 30%. So there's got to be some changes that are going to happen because historically speaking, average rents would have been around a third of the income that you were generating. So around a third of your income would come and go straight out onto your rent. That figure is significantly higher. Now, if we're looking at a 40, 50% mark, it's not attainable. So therefore, Rents are always going to increase, and this is where I believe that there are going to be some changes within the property market. I also believe there's going to be some changes within the interest rates, and I'm going to hold that for my predictions and tell you the reasons why in just a second. But what that does mean is that let's look at different cross-sections within the market, because we're looking at homeowners, home buyers in general. What I do want us to look at right now is actually the student market. There will be some of you who have properties that maybe you wanted to rent out for students and you feel like you've missed the boat or you think, well, now's not a good time to do that when actually understanding what's happening within the market is absolutely key. So, yes, there are going to be a core contingent of those students who are starting in September on the university courses who've already months and months ago organised their university accommodation. You know, March time is a really busy and popular time for you to be filling up those properties. But what if you've got empty properties right now? Or what if landlords that you are aware are sitting there with these empty properties? 
you can create massive opportunity because what about those students who didn't get on their first choice of course and they're going to be going through clearing they're not likely to be starting university in september a big proportion of those will be starting in january so now is a fabulous time to start liaising with your estate agents working with your um, direct vendors and also working with your current landlords who have empty properties within the student market or fit for the student market and um, just to give you some information this is from property industry i record student levels add to a massive over demand in the lettings market so let me look at some stats from property industry i the uk has a record 2.3 million full-time students 91,000 more than this time last year we always look at basic economics. There's a huge demand right now, but there's not an oversupply of these properties. Within the university age population, projected to grow over the next decade. So this isn't a case of if you're not in it now, you've missed the boat. There are opportunities coming forward. Timing is absolutely case. So I'm going to give you some more stats according to these things. Property I also says, according to Savile's research of the UK's top 30 student cities, the number of full-time students has increased by 6.3% over the same period massive opportunities there forecast to become more widespread with stew rents predicting a shortfall of 450,000 student beds by 2025 so now is a really really great time for you to get into the student market once you know your areas you know my thoughts around this you've got to know your area really well you've got to understand what's happening within the market and you've got to make it fit for purpose and in order to support you with that we've got something really exciting coming up i actually interviewed one of our academy mentors the wonderful nick thorpe all around this student let market recently that's actually going to be re it's going to be launched and it's going to be released to you next week so if you have an interest in the student market how to make the most of those properties that are vacant right now how to utilize timings within the market right now to get those properties bought converted ready for the next intake of students then you definitely want to subscribe to ensure that you don't miss that notification when it comes out so there are fewer options for people to live in within the student market and again what we're looking at here is all of those opportunities so student lets definitely something to keep your eye on one thing that I did mention though is knowing what's going on within the property market. So we're also going to look at the things that are helping you and in some instances hindering you. So what I'm going to focus on right now is knowing what's going on within your community. Obviously we have people all over the UK, all over the world who listen to these, so I'm not going to give an, a, a specific area um, or area specific piece of content. But I do think it's really important that you know what's happening within your communities because as a property investor, quite often we are damned. You want your community on side and there is something that is in the headlines and I think anyone who watches what's going on in the property market will have seen this. If you haven't, definitely worth a look. It's been on my radar for the last few, well actually for a, a month or two now, um, but really focused for the last few days so the crooked house it's an 18th century building it's crooked house is what it's called the, the, the crooked house building was gutted by fire on the 5th of august why is this relevant because it's based you know birmingham black country crooked house owners linked to previous major fire so the source here is the bbc and the reason this has really hit the headlines is um the crooked house is a very dearly loved building in and around the dudley area i think it is 
Let me find where it is. Yes, in Dudley. There we go. Okay. Um, recently been sold to new owners. So I know that in the property market, we are quite often damned as property investors, but sometimes there is a lot of fuel added to the fire. Excuse the pun in so much as people will um, identify that, you know, there are buildings that are much loved within the communities that are being knocked down and making way for all of these new executive homes, etc. And this is a case that's really in the news right now. So the Crooked House near Dudley recently been sold to new owners who've now been ordered by the Health and Safety Executive to secure the site. So the Crooked House in Dudley recently been sold, lo and behold, after recently being sold, um, there was a huge fire on the 5th of August which gutted the entire building. Now this is a very lo much loved building within that community. There is a bit of a theme of this happening and it's not just within the Birmingham. I know it happens in Liverpool, it happens in London, it happens absolutely everywhere. But the challenge being a lot of these much loved buildings, you know, there's huge protests, there's people sitting inside the buildings, there's people sitting on the outside of them, they want them to remain within the community spirit. However, because of planning laws, changes within the market, there are people who are buying the buildings and then, you know, call it coincidence, call it fake, call it unlucky, call it an accident. But these buildings are then being demolished because they are unsafe as a result of fire in this instance. And there is, there is a theme of this happening. So I want you to be looking at what's happening within your local market. I'm a firm believer that you want to get the community on side. If there is much loved buildings, there are mass, you see an opportunity with the building, I don't know, it might be grade listed, so it's going to be a struggle to get it through planning. Or it might be that it's on a brownfell site, or it might be that it's in an area that you think is actually going to cause challenges. The more that you can get the community on side, understanding why bringing these unloved, unused buildings back into use as homes, the more likely you are to have less petitions against it, less challenges, and the more likely you are to get the planning passed. So, you know, there are, to put some information here, a petition to rebuild it has amassed more than 18,500 signatures. There's been, you know, it's gotta be safe. The health and safety executive says that it's gonna be safe, but, you know, the HSE said it has issued improvement notices requiring the site owners to secure the site. Public meetings are being held. There's a chance for concerned residents to vent their anger. They were the actual words used. I'm a firm believer that you want to keep the community on side. You want to bring back these unloved, unused buildings, but you want to do it in the right and ethical way. So if you're looking at some of those much loved properties within your local area, do the right thing. That's what I'm going to be saying in there. Now, the challenge with some of these older buildings as well, I'm going to link this into the EPC challenge because whether it is an older house or an older, you know, 18th century building, you need to legally be bringing these properties up to a compliant rating when it comes to energy performance. So there has been a lot of talk recently. Um, what we're we looking at here, help renters benefit from energy saving grants. Now, the goalposts keep being moved when it comes to energy performance. Initially, it was stated that by 2025, properties must reach a compliant rating of EPC rating of C or above, so A, B or C, to be legally compliant to be let out as um, rental properties. And that is still the case. However, the goalposts have moved. So those properties that you currently have that are tenanted, whereby it's very difficult for you to go in and make all of these necessary changes to bring up the energy performance rating, is that you actually have until 2028 to get these properties in a suitable standard. If said tenant leaves and the property becomes vacant, then it still has to to meet the 2025 dates. 
but the goalposts keep being moved. And actually, a lot of these properties, so if you look at some of this, let me get you the information. The government aimed to get all landlorded property, all landlord properties to an EPC rating of C by 2025. As we mentioned, goalposts moved to 2028. But it's not always easy and affordable to do. So if you're in an area where there are a lot of properties that are older properties, they are you know not very well insulated, creating the insulation is a huge cost and it's not viable in terms of purchase to refurbishment ratio, what are you able to do? Well, the government are bringing in some incentives in regards to this. Um, so there are new tools that are being brought in. So to give you some information, there's now a tool that you can put your property details into, that when you put the property details into, it spits out to you the energy performance, if you don't know. Well, the first thing that I would always say is take a step back first. Go onto the EPC register, put in the postcode of the property and find the EPC on there. EPCs last for 10 years though, so this information isn't always up to date so what you want is a valid EPC what you do get on an EPC um, assessment is information on what can be done to bring up the standard within the building but it's, it's very generic it's not taking into consideration these individual properties and this is why I'm a firm believer in knowing your area is vital because there are so many different variations of construction of properties so if I focus on the areas that I invest in in Liverpool we've got everything from your Victorian builds which are a bit more notoriously difficult for you to insulate well so you might have to put insulation on the outside rather than the inside or you know you maybe putting battened walls up or you're putting some additional um, insulation in so you might be reducing the room sizes but I also invest in non-standard properties which are a whole different ball game so knowing your area is absolutely vital so to give you some information on this for each recommendation you can see an estimated cost on the refurb works but remember it's estimated so you do still want strict information from your the information's inaccurate it's finger in the air generic it's not area specific so you do want a deep dive but it gives you an overview of it an estimate of the improvement how much you can save on your bills in the next step if you want to make that improvement now with that in mind there are some grants available. So there are property investors who have made it their business to get to know their area inside and out, understand the EPC ratings within their current market within those properties and also identify what grants are available. There are a lot of government grants available. There are obviously the strict criteria that you need to meet in regards to these. Um, the support forms part of a £6.6 .6 billion energy efficiency drive with a further £6 billion committed between 2025 and 2028. The government have got to meet their, their targets. But what that does mean is the ECO, the energy company obligation, is a government energy efficiency scheme. Currently in Great Britain designed to tackle fuel poverty and to help reduce carbon emissions so ECO4 as it is titled applies to measures installed from the 1st of April 2022 and cover a four-year period until the 31st of March 2026 so if you're looking at property opportunities and you're thinking I can't afford to do the refurb to bring it up to the required EPC rating of a grade C by 2025 so I do believe you should be doing that now even if they're moving the goalposts Look at what's available in terms of the grants. It might determine the type of tenants you're putting into those properties. You know, way back when, when I first started investing in 2015, there were a lot of viewpoints from 
those who weren't investing, ironically, who were saying, oh, you don't want benefit tenants within your properties. Well, actually, if the criteria is, if you have a tenant who is on some form of benefit living in your property, you are entitled to a grant to help refurb the property. It can make a non-deal into a deal. Give an amazing home to a tenant who is on benefits, and I have massive gratitude for my tenants who are on benefits because I get paid every single month by those and the circumstances that they are in never really change if they're you know, being paid directly by the by the housing associations or by the council or whoever, this is a massive opportunity for you to know and understand what's happening within those markets. So what grants are available? Knowing that is absolutely vital because are they repayable? Are they grants or are they loans? Are they associated to the property? So have a look at those incentives that are available. See if any of them are viable for you. And that can turn looking at a potential deal that is currently not viable because of the cost of the, you know, how affordable is it to do the refurb? And you might be able to then with the right criteria, seeing who meets that, you might choose to invest in these lower demographic areas, knowing that you're going to provide great housing to tenants who are going to move in and hopefully never move out. So we're looking at the EPC ratings within there. Now, everything that I've shared with you over the course of this kind of mini review is all based upon you having a good knowledge, whether it be your property market, whether it be what's happening in your local area in the community, whether it be interest rates or inflation, you've got to be kept informed and abreast of said information. And one place that you can get that is here at Progressive Property. So there is a downloadable resource that you are eligible to get completely free. It is a report that's going to give you top tips on how to utilise this within the buy-to-let market and understand what's happening within the market. So if that's something that you're interested in, there will be a report below download it and you can achieve more and more information in an informed way now also if you're enjoying what we're doing here you do want to like you do want to subscribe and you want to be notified because we've got lots of exciting things coming up got an interview with nick thorpe one of our mentors coming up that's going to be released next week there are things that you've maybe missed so there is a recent um property overview and economic overview from the co-founder of progressive property mark homer he gave his mid-august review with information in there around permitted development how to utilize that now brownfield sites um, you've also got information in there around what's working within the property market and what isn't working so the type of properties that are selling your one and two beds versus your three and four beds he's looked at the house price drop you want to stay current up to date and abreast of what is happening within the property market so you need to make sure that you are tapping into this information my predictions are that you are going to be seeing some slowing within the property market. We're already seeing that and we're seeing those big four, you know, mortgage lenders like Halifax saying houses are more affordable than a year ago. As always, I don't think there's going to be a massive halt within the property market. But if we look into things like, you know, the inflation pledge, Rishi Sunak's pledge of 5%, we're four months away from it. Is it achievable? I personally think what's going to happen is that we, you know, we're closing the door after the horse has bolted. I still think we're going to see an increase in the Bank of England base rate. Me personally, I think we're going to definitely see one more increase, possibly two more, to try and bring inflation down. We've already seen a big drop within inflation. We believe we need to see some more of that drop in inflation because UK rents, you know, if we look at some more stats, UK rents are rising at the highest rate since 2016. Great for us as property investors, not so great for those in the cost of living crisis who are struggling. And that is because of these knock-on effects. Interest rates, Bank of England base rate increases have happened continually. That has led in turn to abnormally high interest rates when it comes to mortgage interest rates. That has led to a knock-on effect on 
rents being increased to cover the mortgage interest rates, so something's got to give. So my personal prediction is as follows. I think we're going to see a minimum of one, possibly two more Bank of England base rate increases. I think that in turn is going to knock on to drop down inflation, and this is all going to help with the slowing of the property market. I've looked at some information, so some of the statistics I've been given. Uh, Channel Put 4 News debate with Danny Hansen of AJ Bell. She predicts there are going to be two more increases in the interest rate to reach that 5.7%. They're seeing inflation has come down and now down further, 6.4% since June. What does this mean for mortgages? Well, four months until Rishi Sunak's pledge of a 5%. Are we going to meet it? Who knows? But I do think things are going to have to happen as a result. So there is more call for the rent reform to be supercharged and sped through. Uh, we're only at the second reading of the House of Commons. It's not yet calendared as government is recessed for summer. How funny. Property market stops. We've recessed for summer, yet we're still all being affected by it. So the BBC predicts we will only be discussions around November time. So there's no need for us to, you know, act really fast as a result of it. What I do think is now is the right time for you to get educated. Now is the right time for you to keep abreast of this information, understand what's happening within the market. No and expect that there are likely to be increases before there are decreases, but you need to be prepared and ready to hit the ground running when inflation drops further, when interest rates drops further and mortgages become more readily available. Because right now we're seeing more and more properties are going to be coming to the market, more opportunities for you in terms of your direct vendor marketing. As we mentioned, more student-led opportunities. There are so many opportunities for you to dig deep get the understanding and get the knowledge now and be able to hit the ground running when those changes occur. So they're my predictions in regards to it. So they are my predictions. As you know, I believe knowing your area is vital depending on which strategies you're going to be using. So if you are interested in understanding a little bit more, if you're looking at the student market, we've got an amazing interview coming up next week. It's going to be launched, an interview with Nick Thorpe, who gives you all of his thoughts around the student market, having sourced over 450 properties. He is a wealth of knowledge around the student market. I've also done a recent um, video in regards to catchment areas. So if, like me, you want to focus on the family-let market, I've done a video recently around the catchment areas and how to leverage those, how to invest in the right areas to get those home renters who are going to move in and hopefully never move out and also we're always giving you more and more information so if you want to know a little bit more about this if you want to increase your knowledge around property we have a free resource which is a downloadable resource for you it is a report that's going to give you the top tips around top tips around property that is going to be followed in the link below you're going to be able to access that you want to make sure that you are notified when all of these videos come out so that you don't miss them. So what you need to do is you need to hit the like button, you need to hit the subscribe button to always be notified and hit the notifications bell to always be notified when these videos come out. And I will see you in a future video with more predictions.